episode 121. Don't be glib. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators, this is Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we take the time to notice. And then when we do, we can perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for the elite. Those are the ones that take the time to invest in themselves, like listening to a podcast like this one, so that they can be their best for those that they serve. I share the lessons I learned, am learning, and will learn so that you can apply those same nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning the lesson yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in for what's in store for you today. This podcast episode is especially for those teachers in distress or transition as we talk about operating from your why. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Holy cow, it's October. How the heck did we get here already? My birthday's coming up on the 8th and my daughter turns one close to Halloween. It's a very exciting month. And happy birthday to all of you Libra listeners out there. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to remind you that every episode I put together a summary sheet on my website. So I share what I call quotables or those are Things I or a guest happen to say in the episode that really hit home with the topic that you might want to revisit. I also include, obviously, the audio of the podcast episode in case you can't listen on iTunes or Stitcher. And if I or the guest happens to mention some sort of resource, like another website or a book or whatever, I also list that in what I call the stamp of approval. And again, all this is on one sheet for every single episode I release. So if you heard something and you're like, wait, what was that called? Or, ooh, that sounded so good. What was that? You can just go to my website, alwaysalesson.com, and click on the podcast menu. And that way you can find the episode you were listening to and wabam, all the information you need in one place. We podcasters call these pages show notes because they're notes on the show, but you can call them whatever you want to call them. All I want you to know is it's there for you when you need it. And as always, if you are finding value in the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It literally takes a few seconds, but it does tell iTunes to keep pushing out the show to help more and more teachers. And I also may or may not use your feedback to tweak the show. So let's get on with it, shall we? The rationale for this episode is I have an upcoming interview that I've already recorded with a man named Bill. I won't give you out too many details yet, but he's great. You'll love the episode. And we were talking, he was hitting home with you, the listeners, and I had to stop him and was like, oh my God, you literally just wrote my next podcast episode. And he did that twice. So two podcast episodes I got out of just a few of his comments. But I had to stop and grab my phone and type notes or I was going to forget. But he literally spoke into your heart and your mind in a way that I wanted to kind of flush out his idea a bit more and give you some actionable tips to bring it all to fruition. He used a phrase that I hadn't heard before, and if you read the title of this episode, then 
you know what it was, but he said, don't be glib. Well, thank God he went on to talk about it because I had no idea what the heck that word meant. And in case you're like me and can't Google it right now, (laughs) uh, maybe you're driving or running on the treadmill, have no fear because I Googled it for you. So here it is. Glib is when you are a smooth talker or insincere and shallow. Yuck. Like, what a horrible description. So I hope to God no one ever thinks of me as any of those things. Well, here's the connection to many of you listening. Bill went on to describe this idea of an artist who has that it factor. And because of their talent and their passion, they end up painting a masterpiece. And not because they knew how to paint or they knew what to paint, but because they loved to paint. And when you pour everything you have into something you do, it just shows. It's your whole vibe. It shows in the details. You aren't clocking in and out. You don't nod along in a PD session. You don't just talk to kids when you have to. You literally love what you do so much. You don't even realize you're working with parents or networking in the community or teaching kids life lessons, you know, among other things. And Bill was saying that it's the process of learning. It's not really the topic that you're learning about. And that's where you find the joy and the enthusiasm you have while you're learning, not what you're learning about. And we all could just turn up the dial when it comes to being a learner and find more joy in the process. We might just end up painting that masterpiece after all. He mentioned a book you have probably heard of. It's one I love so much because it applies to any walk of life or professional title. It's called Start With Why, and it's by Simon Sinek. He's this optimist, a visionary. He says your why is what inspires you to get up in the morning. It's your purpose. It gives you that filter that which you make all your choices from, and because of that, then you're finding greater fulfillment. I mean, who doesn't want that? (laughs) Seriously. Simon talks about how people know what to do and how to do it, but very few know why they do it. So his book helps you find clarity and confidence. And by the way, there are tons of materials out there on this idea. He's got webinars and books and speaking engagements, yada, yada. I mean, if you're like, I got to have me some of this why stuff, then go check him out. Again, his name is Simon Sinek and the book was Start With Why. Or, you know, just check out the show notes I told you about. All the links are there. So step one for you is when you're done listening to this episode, I want you to reflect. It's pretty easy. You can do it while you're driving or you're waiting in the Starbucks line for your crazy drink. I still don't know what it means. (laughs) Or maybe while you're walking your dog, you get the point. When you're just being still for a moment, don't pick up your phone and scroll through social media. But sit still and maybe even close your eyes. Why did you become an educator? And when you think of that, why do you remain an educator? And your first instinct might be to be like, oh, because of the kids. But it's something deeper than that. The kids are the icing on the cake. They come with the deal and they're the best part of the deal, but they aren't your why. If it was your why, you could have picked any other profession that dealt with kids. So dig deeper. If you need an example, I'll be your example. So for me, I knew I wanted to teach since I was little, and at that time, it looked fun, my teachers were nice, and I was confident that I could teach other people. My mom called me bossy, but my dad knew that that was actually leadership skills in the making, and over time, 
they would buy me teacher items to play school with, and I dressed up in my dad's extra-long t-shirts and my mom's high heels and pranced around the rooms of my house teaching imaginary students and passing out and picking up blank paper. I was ecstatic. I later went on to read every freaking education book ever made. (laughs) Okay, maybe that's exaggerated, but I want to make sure I knew everything I could about teaching. I just fell in love with it. And all of that is cute, but it's so surface level. It's not really my why. It's part of my why. It's the outward manifestation of my why. Whoa, that was deep. (laughs) But it's the truth. As I sat to write this episode, I had to stop jotting my notes and just be still for a minute. I hadn't truly uncovered my why, and how could I tell you how to do it if I couldn't do it myself? My why is is I want to help people do things better. I want them to do them right. I want them to do them more efficiently. And it really started with kids, and now it's with adults. But when I look back at, you know, that bossiness, it was all about the process. I would intervene to help someone do something better. You know, my way was most often the quickest or the most logical. And over the years, I learned to kind of control that urge to do things for people and allowed them to learn how to do them which uh, took way longer. (laughs) I also learned to control my urge to tell people how to do them prior to them doing it. That was way too controlling and unhealthy. And I eventually realized that some people don't care if they don't ever do things efficiently or in the best or right way, but I care probably way too much. If I have the ability to do things well and efficiently, I want everyone to. And in essence, I want to help people become better and do better in it manifests itself in teaching people to do things effectively. And so I taught kids all they needed to know to be a successful learner on whatever grade level I was teaching. And now I teach adults how to be successful teaching students. I'm mentally back in my dad's extra long shirt and my mom's high heels with a grin as white as Texas. And I might not be pretending to teach kids, but I'm so in love with what I'm doing that I don't even realize all the things I'm doing. They aren't tasks. They're my passion. They're part of my fabric, and that's what you need to find. What is part of your fabric from which you operate? What makes you wake up in the morning and smile? If it's writing curriculum or designing resources or creating engaging environments, whatever it is, find your why. Remember what Bill said, don't be glib. Don't be insincere. Don't just go through the motions. Find out what lights a fire under you and go do that. Teaching may be part of what you're meant to do, but maybe your setting isn't a great fit or the audience or the leadership or the timing. Timing is huge for me. I so badly want to be touring and giving PD to as many schools as I physically can because I just love meeting y'all, but I can only take on so many clients with a little one to care for at home. So I know that's my future, but it's not my current reality. Right now, I have to take care of my smaller list of clients as I balance being a new mom and loving on my little girl. That's the most important, not the other way around. And as she grows older, I can add more clients to my plate and fulfill my calling and live out my why of helping others become more effective in the classroom. But timing is what is keeping me from going full throttle. And that's okay. There's a season for everything, and that's not my season right now. But it doesn't mean it's not my why. So don't get confused when you feel like you know your why, but you're miserable or you're being told you're ineffective. Just search deep and think about, is it how you're doing it that's not right? Is it when you're doing it that's not right? Is it where, etc.? You know, there's a piece of the puzzle somewhere that's not adding up, and that's where your why is not aligned. 
And hey, if we're going to be honest, it might be a few dang pieces. <laughs> All right? Don't live your days being glib. Go find your why. And if whatever you're doing right now, you're you're learning about how to do it better, and it just doesn't light you up. You're just kind of going with the motions. You're being glib. That's not where you're meant to be. Me and technology, we don't mix. I get so frustrated. I don't care. Everyone's all into the newest app and the newest gadgets and, and the classroom. It's, you know, how can I do this X, Y, Z with technology? And I just don't care. It doesn't mean it's not important. It doesn't mean I don't think teachers should use it. It's just not my thing. That's not my area of expertise. I literally would be miserable if you made me sit in on a session on the latest app. I know some of you are cringing like, oh my God, I love that stuff. I just don't. It's not my thing. And that's okay because it's probably your thing. And great, we need you to do that and me to do this. And I think that's important to not force yourself. There's a moment where you can try new things and build your tool belt, but there's also a time where you need to just say, that's not my thing and I'm okay with it. Like, that makes me miserable. That makes me insincere in what I'm doing. It keeps me glib. And that's not the life that we deserve to be living because we're affecting other people. And you need to find out... What's burning in your heart? What are you meant to do to help others on this planet? And as a learner, that's where you need to be pouring your time and attention to. And when you do, you're going to start being more motivated and passionate about it. And you're going to paint that masterpiece because that's where you're meant to be. That's where all the dominoes have finally lined up. And you're like, yes, this is what it was all along. I wish I had taken the time to figure it out. This job had some of it and this job had other pieces of it. And I was just never quite a hundred percent happy and that's normal. But if you don't take the time to unpack all that and figure it out and get on the right course and take action steps to actually make that a reality for yourself, you'll forever be glib. Like we don't have time for that. <laughs> and our kids don't either because that's who you're affecting right now. So take my homework seriously. When I say, I want you to think about what it is that is your why. And go read that book by Simon Sinek if you need to, or re-listen to this podcast episode. Definitely tune in to when Bill's on, because he's going to inspire you a ton. In the meantime, though, do your homework, soul search, find out why you are doing what you're doing, and go deeper than just, I'm doing it for the kids. If you're doing it for the paycheck, then you're definitely (laughs) not doing it for the right reasons. Well, you're not even in the right profession, so I guess your that answer wouldn't even make sense. But anyway, you get the point. You want to make sure that whatever you're doing and spending time on and learning about really speaks to who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. You don't have time to spend learning the wrong things that you're never going to utilize. It's like giving a fish feet. Like, you know, they don't need that. <laughs> You know, a bird needs its wings and a fish needs its flippers and tail and people need our feet. I mean, everyone was meant to do something and we all have specific assets to help us do it better. And when you start mixing things up and trying to get people to do things they aren't meant to do, it's a whole bunch of glib. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of glibbers. (laughs) I just made that word up. Anyway, I have derailed us and that's okay. 
I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to spend time doing what you're meant to do, learning how to do it to the best of your capacity, being excited while you're doing it, being an excited learner, because all that is going to radiate from you to those that you're affecting, and that's going to be inspiring to them. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast and living sincerely so that your why radiates from you and blesses others. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.